Hey guys, this is Shell, your Rolling MC, and this is season six of Hitting the Streets podcast show. Get an insider's look at small businesses, entrepreneurs, nonprofits, musicians, artists, and events in the North Texas area with Hitting the Streets podcast. Tune in to the series of interviews available on popular podcast platforms such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Stay updated by following me, your Rolling MC, on social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Learn more about my podcasts and services by visiting my website at www.hittingthestreetspodcast.com. Don't miss out on the latest buzz here in the North Texas area. Join me on Hitting the Streets Podcast today. And now, on with the show. Hey guys, this is Shell, your Rolling MC, and I am the mouth on the mic of Hitting the Streets podcast show. So tonight, I have Josh Stevenson's back, and I, you know what, Josh, <laughs> you little sneaky devil. What? <laughs> Last week, we ended up on the road closures, mm-hmm. and guess what happened this week with Lamar and Houston? It opened up. <laughs> Oh, it's like Josh, you little sly devil. <laughs> I had no idea. I honestly, really? I, yeah, I knew it, w- it was supposed to be the end of summer, is what they told oh, gotcha, us. Gotcha. So we're, but every time I'm like, I tell somebody when the deadline's supposed to be, it moved, and it goes over. <laughs> then they come back looking at me like, I know. Well, I'm telling you what. Uh, thank you, whoever put that out there in the universe, because we did talk about road closure and how bad our businesses, our local businesses, were hurting. But now. Lamar and Houston is open and must have been the road closure gods. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Here I, we are. I think it's interesting. They were open right before the governor showed up for his visit. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if they're connected. Maybe, maybe so. just good timing on TechStot's part. But <laughs> well, let's talk about. Let's go ahead and dive right on in. We we did leave off on that, and we left off on um, the downtown area, and we were talking a little bit about the art. Um, first thing, though, before we dive into um, the rejuvenation of downtown, I do have a question, and I wanted to ask you this last week, but we ran out of time. Um, what is your approach when you handle controversial or um, complicated issues? Well, almost everything is complicated because yeah. everything that we deal with has something to do with people. Yeah, um, I understand that. But, but honestly, the thing that I like about a city government is there isn't much ideology, Republican, Democrat. Mm, uh uh We deal with the basic needs of human people to exist on this planet. Uh I mean, you need water, you Uh need sanitation, Uh you need someone to take your trash away, Uh you need police, like you need someone to come if you're having a heart attack, all these basic things that you need to survive. Those are the things that the areas that we live in, that's where the city does all of its work. So there isn't a whole lot, you know, it always, that's the question always goes back to is like the lowest common denominator of water, sewer, cops, firefighters, mm-hmm. roads, 
Okay. Anything that's above that, when you start getting into, you know, cultural things mm-hmm. or, you know, um, stuff like that, you know, anytime that we do a deal, mm-hmm. we did Texas Instruments, $30 billion deal. Uh, that deal is only good to me if I'm like, at the end of the day, how much extra dollars will the city of Sherman get? Uh, and it's yeah. not extra dollars, right. uh, Facebook folks, because uh, I'm lining my pockets with it. <laughs> It's it's, oh ex, it's it's extra dollars because uh, policemen and police cars and fire trucks and ambulances and firefighters will always cost more. Oh yeah, next year, every year we got to find more money. Every year our employees need a cost of living adjustment. Every year it gets more expensive to put in a road. Every year it gets more expensive to put in a pipe. So every year we have to get more and more creative of how we're going to make up the difference. Right, because we right. Cannot raise taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me let me let me ask you this because you brought that up. So where does everybody get this uh, line in the pockets thing? Where's that coming from? Like, so, so when they say line in the pockets, are they talking about you're making an extra buck to put food on your table? Is that the lining I, of the pockets? I guess. I mean. <laughs> You know, I'm I, after taxes. I make ninety six dollars a month for being on city council, somewhere around there. It's it's fifty, but they tax it, so I think it's like forty eight something, yeah, forty six something. But you know, everybody who's involved in the city council has some very significant buy into the city. They mm. grew up here. Their businesses, yeah, are they're here, invested. Their livelihoods are there, and if they do the job correctly and the city grows and becomes more profitable, more prosperous. Well, and in turn, they're probably going to become more prosperous too, Mm -hmm. because their fate is directly tied to the fate of the city. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if that wasn't the case, you know, hey, throw, throw, send up a flare. You know what I mean? Let's, let's get the pitchforks and the torches. But (laughs) everyone in the city Everyone in city council that I know is all tied to when Sherman does well, they do better. Everybody does well. Right. They, they do better. But do you want someone on city council that has no buy-in? If it's good, if it's bad, they don't care. They're making the same amount of money. I mean, maybe so, maybe it doesn't matter, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. So you're saying the reason why you do this is not for the money? No, no. I it's just something I have a weird affinity for municipal finance. (laughs) Um, But, but I mean, the thing that I do like about it, and it goes back to what I said before is, you know, you need X amount of water for 40,000 people. And then you got to deal with 40,000 people Mm -hmm. flushing the toilet every day. Mm -hmm. That is a number and Mm -hmm. all the other stuff, all the ideological stuff Mm -hmm. and all the stuff that you see on Fox and CNN and all that stuff. If there's no water, none of that stuff matters. Right. And I wish more people in the government were focused on the actual things we need Need to live Mm -hmm. and less focused on the infrastructure, sewage. I could just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things Our our highways, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I I wish that was the focus of government. And but, you know, it's boring. All the other stuff, I guess, is more exciting. Mm -hmm. But the boring stuff is the stuff that matters absolutely the most. Well, absolutely. If we don't have an infrastructure and a sewage, all this growth that's happening, guess what happens to all of that? So we that's something that is important. Yeah. Um, I so going back to the complicated and and the and the uh, controversial, how do you handle people? I mean, you you have to listen to everybody. 
there's people when someone comes and they're mad and you can see in their face that they're mad before they even get stand up and mm. people, you know, my mm. neighbors, we have got something going on in my neighborhood. My my neighbors aren't happy about it. Mm -hmm. So when they pull up, I can see that they're mad right away. Mm -hmm. The best thing that I was taught and my father taught me this, he was a minister for 40 years is you got to let people talk the madness out. They get that they got something on their mind. They think you're not going to be receptive to it. You just got to keep your mouth shut and your ears open and let them talk and talk and talk and talk. And I, this happens 99.9% .9 of the time. Mm -hmm. Someone can come up to you hopping mad, red face mad, as angry as you've ever seen. Right. But if you just let them get out what's on their chest, mm -hmm. almost by the end of the conversation, they'll be apologizing to you about how mad they, they were, were. <laughs> when they approached you. because that anger doesn't come from anywhere. It comes from fr the frustration of not being listened to. Like I will, I will look if someone wants to sit down and talk about muds or pids or turds or municipal bonds with me. Hey, we can go as long as you want to. I won't get bored uh, with it. Mm -hmm. I deal with it all the time. It's zoning, all that other stuff. I want to take the time and hear people out. We might not agree. At the yes. end of the day, we might yes. not come down on the same page. Very true. Very but true. but this idea that this notion that we have in this country that someone else's ideas are bad and shouldn't be heard or could be dangerous for you to listen to. That's crap. That's mm -hmm. not American. Mm -hmm. I, I want to listen to everybody. There might be things and I'm sure there are things show that you are deeply concerned about for mm -hmm. our community. It's not on my radar. It's just not my makeup that I'm co concerned about. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. But someone who comes to me with a passion about something, if you're willing to take the time to talk to me about it, then I need to be willing to take the time to listen. And that's I've learned so many things about different corners of our city that I never mm -hmm. knew existed because someone took the time to tell me about it. Um, mm. And I'm going to I'm going to and I'm going to put this on on record and on the mic. I will give you that credit, Josh. I, I can hear the people oh. now. <laughs> You better mark this down. What's today? Uh -huh. September the 20th. I would give you that credit that you have been the only one that has reached out to me to talk to me on this podcast, on this show, to talk about the things in the community. So I will give you that credit that you have been the one to reach out. You you and I both have, over the past year, two years, have built a relationship where we can sit down on common ground and talk about things realistically. Now, sometimes I know I we tell you agree. all the time, we don't, always we agree. don't always agree. Sometimes I tell you, stop bullshitting me, Josh, you bullshitting me now. Tell me the truth. But the fact remains is that we can, we can come together on common ground and have an understanding about each other because, because one, you took the time mm -hmm. to uh, accept who I am, where I am, not understanding the whole shebanga bang about, you know, uh, city council. Sure. And you asked me to step out of my box to learn, to go to the meetings, all that kind of stuff. You've been the one that has really came out and spoke up and talked about a lot of things. And yes, we have our disagreements and there's times that I'm just like, I don't have time for you. Um, J dog, <laughs> you just need to move on. But, but here's the deal. That's what needs to happen to all of our citizens and our council and the mayor, all of us need to have these times where we can sit down and talk to you about our concerns and say, this is what, what can we do? Or what can I do? Or what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And, and, and the city is the closest form of government to the people. Mm -hmm. we, you, there's no ivory tower. There ain't 15 secretaries you have to go through to <laughs> yes. get to me or the mayor yes. or any other member of the city council. 
Um, and yet it's, it seems to be that the part of government that people are like the least interested in, cause we are missing that soap opera dramatic mm -hmm. factor or whatever. Um, but if you, if the federal government, you know, got wished into the cornfield tomorrow, mm -hmm. how long before you would notice? Mm -hmm. But if the mm -hmm. city stopped working or the county stopped working, it would be an immediate impact on your life. Absolutely. So, you know, I think I appreciate that you want to learn about how the city works. And, you know, I read stuff on Facebook and I get frustrated because people are sometimes taking ill intent or how come they don't just do this? Like, well, we don't we don't need another water burger. How come you're getting yeah. us another water burger? You know, and that's when I want to, like, have this long conversation with podcasts like this. Mm -hmm. And specifically this one, because mm -hmm. I haven't been asked to be on another one, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, is a good way to sort of explain like, OK, well, I don't mm -hmm. get to choose. It's a free mm -hmm. country and anybody can build a water burger if they've got the money. Mm -hmm. I can't say Absolutely, no. Yeah. You know, that's not how it works. It's it's a free country. I've been one of the ones um, and I have to admit this, that I, I have stated many moons ago. It's like I don't understand why the city just won't do something. Uh, why does it not take? Why does it take so long? And I'm going to bring this up about downtown in just a second. But yeah. here, I will say this on air. After being a part of the Sherman marker, um, the short Sherman historical marker, and being a part of that committee and being at commissioner's uh, court and being at the city council, I've learned so much in the past. It would actually be three years because I think we started the marker in 2020. And that's when I realized that everything that I was talking about, I just did not, not, not that I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand for one, y'all. And I wasn't educated enough about it. And after sitting down and having these talks and conversations, I've learned so much. I do appreciate your time, Josh, and being sure. on here and talking to everybody. And the people that do listen, please, by all means, I encourage you to talk to your city council members. And I encourage you to go to the meetings because there's things there that you will learn very quickly about what's going on in our town, especially now that the growth is happening. Yeah. Yeah. especially now all of a sudden everybody is very tuned in because you can't get halfway across this city and not drive by four construction projects absolutely yeah and right now we're doing this big um i would say an investigation and we've hired consultants because mm -hmm. you know we love to hire consultants yes we do to look at what did, you, what did you call that what did you call that what did you study. tell me study we're getting another study. We're getting another study. <laughs> uh, to have a to have a to have a tree ordinance mm, that, uh -huh, that uh -huh. governs. Can you cut down if mm -hmm. you buy ten acres of land and you want to put in a subdivision there? Can you cut down every tree? Do you mm -hmm. have to save some trees? Should mm -hmm. you should it cost extra? Should mm -hmm. you have to plant more trees? And that came as a direct result of people driving through the city where there used to be these big, mm -hmm. you know, 36 inch, hundred year old, mm -hmm. hundred year old countries. And That's now right. they're just gone. Mm -hmm. And then they came back to us and said, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Are we just going to let this happen? Mm -hmm. It's changing the way that our city looks and we don't like it. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't anything that was on my radar. I don't think any on any city councilman's radar until people spoke up and said a concern. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now we know that that's a concern that a lot of Sherman residents have. Well, let's start taking a look at it. And right. again. But if you don't say what your concerns are, and I'm not saying about posting them on Facebook. Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> Send them an email. Yeah, <laughs> I do have, a con I have another concern so we can keep moving forward. Okay. Um, it's a concern, but at the same time, I, I, I understand because there was a time that I was visiting these camps 
and but the homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring that up. Okay. I, it's a concern to several people. I think it's it's a concern to me because I think I see it growing. And I've been to several camps and done you know my due diligence of taking care of what I can take care of. when some of these camps uh, that have the leaders that request for things that these people need, I try to do my best to get make sure that they get their toothbrushes and socks and things that they need. Especially if the winter's coming, they all need gloves and hats and coats and scarves and stuff like that. So I, I, I get it. But at the same time. Um, I guess the business owner side of me is looking at things too as well. And I'm going to bring this up and I know you probably cannot speak on it, but even the expansion of the jail, when the, you know, when they're let out, they're roaming the area. There's been several times that I have been in local businesses in downtown. I don't know if it's a homeless or I don't know if someone that just, you know, um, got out, but they walk in and they're bumming cigarettes and they want to use the telephone and they're bothering the patrons that are there. They're bothering the owners Um, I'm not seeing that they're going to do anything. However, because you don't know, you know, it, it just draws awareness and you kind of have a concern about that. And so the homeless population, you know, what strategies do you guys intend to implement to tackle these issues? And my last one is, do you see it as a primary rooted in availability of affordable housing? Because I'm going to tell you something right now. I also work with a lot of real estate people. And our housing market is crazy, but the prices have gone up. One bedroom, one bathroom apartment is $1,500. And I don't know how about, and this is my opinion, my opinion only. I don't know how anyone is making it working minimum wage or even at $15 an hour. And I know everybody's like, well, go get another job and yada, yada, yada. You don't know that person's walk of life. You cannot say that because you don't know. I've dealt with several people that are struggling and working two or three jobs and still can't pay the rent. So what's going to happen? They're going to become the homeless population. That's a that's a concern for me, not only for the homeless people, but for my for people that I know that are struggling. What what's happening here? So let's. This is like a five parter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's take the first part. Sure. We do have a homeless issue. Everywhere has a homeless issue. Mm-hmm. Knowing we have a homeless issue, then the next thing that you have to think about is, is it the government's job to fix it? Gotcha. Because the government doesn't have money. We have tax money, mm-hmm. which is your money. Mm-hmm. And and then if it is the government's job, is it the city's job? Is it the county's job? Mm-hmm. So first, just do we have the authority and sort of the uh, permission and will of the people that we should spend tax dollars because sometimes you will spend a lot of tax dollars to fix a problem. And it's like trying to stop a river with a two by four. (laughs) Right. Yes. I hear you. (laughs) But okay. So that's the first part. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's debatable. I think where we come in is um, homeless issues cause a bunch of follow on issues. There's a lot of crime issues that Mm -hmm. come with homeless. Mm -hmm. Those, uh, People who are unhoused often become victims of crime, mm-hmm. uh, violent crimes, personal mm-hmm. crimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the long run, it can actually cost more money to the citizens to ignore a problem mm-hmm. than to not. So mm-hmm. that's sort of where I start thinking, all right, it, is there a way, you know, it's sort of like people with mental illness that go to the jail. It costs more money to keep them in a jail than it would be to get them the help that they need. Um so that's so okay. So from a financial standpoint, I think, I think 
well, you can have the debate of if should we should the city spend tax dollars to fix homeless problem. But I think everyone will agree if it's cheaper to the taxpayer and more cost effective to take care of the homeless problem than to ignore it. I think that sort of opens the door to deal with it. That's mm -hmm. sort of where I get in, mm -hmm. get involved. Um, the problem is there isn't one answer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I would agree. There that. isn't one cure all. There's a myriad of different reasons why people get in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that the government, the city, the county, the state, the feds, the government is never going to solve this problem. A community can solve the problem. Uh, I think too many times the same people who are saying, government, get out of my life, get out of my way, stop taking my money. And then there's a problem like homelessness. And they're like, government, go fix it. <laughs> yes. we, we can't have it both can't, ways. Can't have it both ways. You yes. can't have it both ways. But the taxpayers but, are paying for this. I, yeah, we yeah. are paying for this. Yeah. And every single time that we, every single time that we have to lock our doors and shut our businesses because we got some homeless person in there that has a mental issue, and I'm not knocking mental issue guys because y'all know I'm for this, but that costs the business people yeah, money. That's right. So in a couple of weeks ago, we have a YouTuber running around here with a mask on his face. How many local businesses that did not know or was aware of what he was doing locked their doors because they thought it was some crazy person sure. out there doing whatever, and they lost businesses. And, yeah. So it's so no different with the so, homeless yeah so it comes back to a health and safety issue from the city yes i don't dallas the city of dallas right now there's a proposal that they should bond for 200 million dollars and the city of dallas should spend 200 million dollars of taxpayer money to build low-cost housing to help alleviate their homeless problem mm -hmm. um and if they decide to do that then okay I, if we had to put it on the ballot and said, Hey, city of Sherman, how, how much of your tax dollars do you want us to spend to fix this problem? I would be interested to see the results. Mm -hmm. But having said that, what are the things that the city can do? Right. Well, we can provide stepped up police patrols and enforcement. Um, we can rely on our nonprofit partners to help get those uh, folks the things that they need when mm -hmm. it's cold, when it's rainy, like you said, clothes, clothes, scarves, a hot, gloves, a hot meal. Yes. A hot meal. Um, it's, it's a difficult problem. It, 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 it is. And there's and, not one, there's not one answer. And I totally, well, I totally get that yeah, with you, there's, but there's got to be something, but, but it goes back to, <clears throat> it me. goes back to the, to the last thing that you said is a, a affordability for housing. affordability for housing. So Thank you. We, there was a homeless camp over there behind Domino's. Mm -hmm. and, I know, I visit there. Uh, we we ended up breaking up that camp. Mm -hmm. But when we started digging in and doing our investigation, there was a lot of people who were living in that homeless camp who had jobs, mm -hmm. who had kids, mm -hmm. and, and, well, what and, was there? and jobs, but they still couldn't afford an apartment because, you know, all of the down payments and first month, last month, mm -hmm. I mean... If you're making 10, 12 bucks an hour uh, and you're starting at zero, how long would it take you to Absolutely. save up $2,000 to get into a one bedroom apartment? Right. So, and, and not having a residence, not having 
a check, a background check, because I don't, because I'm living out there in the homeless. I don't have a resident. I'm trying to get in a resident. There's so, I yeah. can go all day on the homeless yeah. and I'm so, not, I'm not so, going to do that. I'm just seeing, so is there what, some kind of strategy that's well, happening I, to help this situation? I think the strategy is, and is, is putting the right organizations and the people who want to help in Sherman and putting them into gear. The problem is, um, Everything that you do to create a system mm -hmm. to alleviate homelessness and other cities have made really good systems where basically everything that you would need to get out of homelessness, they put it in one big package and it's like streamlined and you put them at the beginning, right, of the process. Right. And in the next number of weeks, they come out the end and they've got a place to live and a driver's mm -hmm. license and all the other stuff that they need. Once you create that program, it's not like you have 10,000 homeless people and you yeah. serve 10,000 homeless people and then you don't have homelessness anymore. Mm -hmm. Word right. will get out that you have a program. Right. And then you'll have 25,000 homeless people and then okay. that system gets overwhelmed and completely burnt out. Right. It is a systemic writ large across everything system. And I wish I could tell you, hey, here's the answer. Right. I think the best that we can do is just know our community as a whole, the nonprofits, the churches, mm -hmm. individuals have to help us mitigate this problem. I don't think we'll ever solve it, right. but I wanna do everything that I can do to make sure that we protect the homeless as much as we can. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to starve to death in right. the city of Sherman. I don't want anyone to freeze to death in the city of Sherman. Correct. If someone needs help, I want them to get it. And I wish I had a house for everybody, right. but until that happens, it is literally, unfortunately, the best option that we have. It's like we're just putting Band-Aids on the situation mm -hmm. and trying to protect an individual who is in this situation a lot because the system can't mm -hmm. fix it. Can't fix them. it. And there isn't, there isn't, look, it's not like the state of Texas is airdropping <laughs> money in to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And all of our funds, you know, I, just mm -hmm. like I said earlier, every year we have to, miracle away mm -hmm. to, to keep the services that we have because every year they get more expensive. So, mm -hmm. um, I wish I had a better answer. No, but. that's, you know, just to have conversations about it means more to me. I, once again, we have mental health issues here. We have homelessness issues here. We have affordable housing here. And that is something that I've seen grown really over the past, well, since the pandemic, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. since the pandemic. So that's something that I would like later on in the future that we can talk about, you know, because I want to move on to the downtown, the rejuvenation of the downtown. Okay. And so before we get into that, let's take a quick pause and take a quick break, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to bring Josh back. We're going to talk about the comprehensive plan that he talked about last year and where we're at today. So um, hold on. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Hitting the Streets podcast, your number one resource to discover the latest buzz about the best local businesses and community events in the North Texas area. I would love for you to subscribe to my podcast to catch the next episode. So tune in next week with me, your Roland MC, on Hitting the Streets. Okay, guys, we are back with Josh, and we're going to just go ahead and dive right on in and talk about downtown. So, Josh, mm -hmm. last year in June, you talked about having a comprehensive plan, and I know I saw the plan. I believe Nate had it at one night at city council meeting. So tell us a little bit about where we are with that. So, yeah, we 
every 10 years, the city gets together and makes a comprehensive master plan. We put a big group of people together and we go over all where the city's at, where do we want the city to be? What are the things that are important to us? Where do we want to invest our time and money? Um, and there was a lot of things that were sort of kicked around, mm -hmm. but through this process, two things came out as being sort of top notch, most important to the city. The first one was downtown. Uh -huh. um, the comprehensive master plan says we want a strong, robust downtown that is uh, an economic center, that is a cultural center, uh -huh. that is um, uh, an entertainment district uh -huh. and center. Um, and the other thing was uh, our trail system, yes, yes which yes, we're yes. working very hard. Yes. Uh, trails is a lot uh, more manageable. Uh, for a city that's growing actually than revitalizing downtown. Gotcha. So the hard part of those two things is downtown for a lot of reasons. Um, but that's, that's sort of what we're focused on. And it's, and again, people are like, why can't you just put a bunch of businesses downtown? <laughs> well, bada boom, bada bang. Yeah, well, okay. Well, there's downtown, there's a building, put something in it. Um, First, we have to redo a lot of the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You can only have so many toilets downtown. Right. Um, and that by itself, I have been working on for almost four years. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. First, the will to do it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and and it, it just, you know, plenty of people wanted it. Um, but just to have a plan of you literally, we're starting at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The bottom sewer pipe, that's the bottom and that's where we're starting. Mm -hmm. um, but then we had to go and do an investigation because no one even knew what sewer pipes were under there and mm -hmm. which way they were running and how they were connected. Mm. Most of them are 100 years old mm. and made out of clay. And then what else is down there? Because people <laughs> dug prohibition, liquor mm -hmm. tunnels all yeah, over so the there's place. There's tunnels all down there. All Swiss yep. cheese under there. Then after we identified everything, then we have to identify, well, how was, should it be? Let's mm -hmm. engineer it, design it. How should it be so that we have the maximum growth and, mm -hmm. the, you know, that the pipe's got to, gravity makes everything go away. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be high here and low there. So now we have all that engineering and design done. And then because we're the city and we're the government, and we never do anything about a, without a study. Then we had to do it. Then we did a study that studies. said, okay, here's what we've got. Here's what we want to get to. Here's all the design. What's the cheapest, fastest way to do it? There's, mm -hmm. well, there's cheap and there's fast. Okay. What are that? What's that joke? Uh, I can do it good, good, cheap and fast. And I'll give you two, but you can't have all three. <laughs> yes. So with us, it's, it, what's, what's the cheapest? What's the most important? Mm -hmm. what, you know? So now that, that all of the paperwork, all of the studying, all of the engineer, yeah. all of the design, all of it's done. It's really cool. Some of these pipes we're going to re-sleeve where mm -hmm. we actually put a new plastic liner inside of an old pipe. Hmm. Some of them are getting dug up and replaced wholesale. Yeah. We were really lucky that a lot of these pipes turned out to be in alleys and not in streets. No. So then there's just a couple of places we have to tear up the streets mm -hmm. to run a pipe across, mm -hmm. um, which we were mm -hmm. just talking about 56 I, being I, open. I know. But, uh, <laughs> here comes these road closures again, guys. Yeah, here do y'all hear road this? road closures. We'll do it <sighs> fast. But, and then some of it we can bore under the streets and not sure. have to close roads. So, you know, 
you don't want to just go and dig up all of downtown and replace these pipes. Yes, thank you. And you don't want to close the whole street at one no, time. No, we do not. <laughs> so figuring out, like, there's a lot of thinking and logistics mm-hmm. involved in how do you, it's like fixing an airplane as you're flying it, okay? You can't. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, because you don't want to close everything mm-hmm. down. You don't and, the, wanna... and the timeline of it all. And the timeline. So so we have all the engineering piece done. Um, we're just getting ready to start the work in earnest. It's going to start after this winter. Oh, okay. So okay. we'll have all of spring and summer. Mm-hmm. It makes it very difficult to do sewage stuff in the winter, digging in the ground and whatnot. Okay. So that's the first piece that's coming. The second piece is incentive doing the economic incentives to get businesses to invest in downtown. And there's a, there's that's not a super easy path forward either because mm-hmm. people say, okay, well, you know, well, what if we just did tax cuts for downtown? If you mm-hmm. own a building in downtown, we'll give you a property mm-hmm. tax cut. Yes, yes. Well, most of the businesses downtown don't own the buildings. So how do, how do you make sure if I give a property tax cut to the building owner, that's going to filter its way down to the renter because that ain't always so. And now you're not incentivizing anything. You're just a guy who owns a building to make more money. That's not necessarily putting people to work mm. and creating mm. restaurants and all mm-hmm. the other things that we want downtown. Okay. So we thought about that for a long time. We met with uh, Joey Gunn and the people over yes. at Night, Night Family Furniture, Furniture. Uh, Karen Tooley with Downtown Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nate and I just literally started talking and what about this and what about that? Mm-hmm. Just throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall. So what we finally came down is our came up with is our new downtown program, which is when you pay sales tax here in Sherman, Texas, you pay 8.25%. Yep. Um, we get to keep roughly 2% of that 8.25%. Mm-hmm. And of that 2%, 1% is spoken for through hotel motel tax and, mm-hmm, and other mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So that leaves 1%. 1%. You're putting in your pocket. But 1%. <laughs> That's a but, joke, y'all. Yeah, but and at first you think 1%. Mm-hmm. So if you did a $100,000 in sales, you get a 1000. Yeah. 1%. That's, That's not 1%. much. 1%. What's 1%? But when you think about it under the context of most of these businesses operate on a margin of 4% maybe 5%. So for them, a 1% is a 20% raise. That's 20% profit increase. Mm. Now a 20% profit increase for a business that makes money off small margins. Well, that's a pretty big deal. So we looked at the, we looked at it. We looked at who, how much we would get back. What is our total out of pocket cost? Right. Um, and I looked at it. It was okay. It was a, it was a, it was a nice check for a medium sized business. Okay. You know, maybe you could buy a car with it, but then, okay, well, how can we boost this up? Well, why not just do it for one year and why not do it for five? Ah. Okay. So now if you have five years and you're hmm. giving them a 20% bump in their profits every year by that 1% cash back, well, that's like getting a whole extra year pay out of five years. And then what if we give it to anybody who moves to downtown? Hmm. So you move to downtown Sherman, you get a 1% rebate for five years. Well, wow. now it starts to get a little bit better. Um, so that's the first program that we have in. We've had a ton of businesses already come and sign up. That's good. That's that tax um, rebate that you're yeah, talking about. So yeah. that's that's our sales tax rebate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's real easy to do the math. How much did you sell this month? Sure. That's how much you're getting back. There, sure. we, there isn't. 
a bunch of forms or whatever, we collect sales taxes so we know right, how right. much you paid us. Right. <laughs> so we can give you your 1% back. The money's in the bank. And uh, we had thought about cutting it off at a certain level. And when it was presented to the council, they were enthusiastic and very supportive and said, no, let's Let's do it. And then and then they even made the you know, we were going to sort of keep it small to just, you know, a certain area of downtown and they they widened it up. Let's you know. Mm -hmm. So we took a program, a pretty modest program to council and then the council sort of supersized it and threw some more fuel in the fire and said, no, let's make this a little bit bigger. So that's our first program that we have. Um, we're looking at some other programs that the big key for downtown, mm -hmm. believe it or not is not businesses it is residential because the golden rule always is retail follows rooftops you said that last week retail what do you follows mean? rooftops i mean you don't build a wendy's out in the middle of the desert <laughs> you build a wendy's in neighborhood that's true where people <laughs> i mean yeah come by wendy's. come by wendy's <laughs> that's right so retail follows rooftops so if you have a business in downtown well, during the day, it's great, but no one's there at night There, you know, there's a lot of open parking at night. There aren't people milling about at night because no one lives down there. So if you can boost the amount of people living in downtown through lofts, through some better zoning, through new buildings, if there were, let's say, 2000 people that lived in the downtown area, now you have 2000 people that can support your restaurant or your bar or your food stand or mm. your gallery or whatever, you have a built-in population who are within walking distance of your downtown. And when we look at successful downtowns, that is the missing, the, key. the magic ingredient yes. that makes everything start key. working. So, and so with that being said, though, hence the infrastructure has to mm -hmm. be done. That's right. So you, you, right now, I mean, Kelly Square had like four bathrooms in the whole place, right? like four toilets in the whole place because they couldn't put 20 in there that the infrastructure wouldn't mm -hmm. support it. So it's sure not going to support an apartment uh, complex. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So you okay. can't do, you couldn't. And that was the stopping point. People would say, we need this and we need this and we need this. Yeah, you're right. None of that can happen if you can't flush the toilets. Mm -hmm. So this is the basis for everything that we need. But now that that's, we have a start date. We're pretty sure about a completion date. Well, now we can get cracking on. And look, we have some great down developers downtown. David Downtown. Oh yes, I call David. Him, mm -hmm. I call him Downtown Downtown. Downtown Downtown. Yes, I want him on the show. Yeah, I want to talk to him. He's yeah. got a ton of really great projects. He does. Uh, really quality projects. Good investment. Um, and we've got some other people that I know are very interested. We've got a ton of properties down here mm -hmm. that you've driven by and I've driven mm -hmm. by for years. And like, mm -hmm. I wish someone would do that. Mm -hmm. Well, now the economics is starting to make sense. And mm -hmm. these properties are starting to get redone, to move, and bought up. Get, get bought up, yeah. get redone. I see all that. And and I think I think we are probably one or two big residential projects away from mm -hmm. starting to get to everyone compared downtown McKinney. I think that's sort of the gold standard mm -hmm. right now. And I think we can get there. We're different than McKinney. We'll never be exactly like it. Maybe, right. maybe, right. maybe better. Right. But I mean, uh, there's all those are possibilities. Yeah. I mean, it's all well said and done. Uh, McKinney and Denton, um, Denton has a square like there, us. Yes. And, and I, a couple of weeks ago I went there and I was just amazed. There was, tons 
mm-hmm. of people in the downtown area for a car show and an art show. And I was absolutely blown away. And I was like, one day, Sherman, we got to get right there. Yeah. Where you can go downtown and you can say, what are we doing tonight? There's yes. people out there that say, hey, what do you want to do? Hey, let's go to downtown McKinney. Yeah. To do what? To do whatever's down there. Because right. there's always something there's always down there. something going on. Yeah, right? they got the street clothes and there's a big art show. And then there's three places to have dinner. And then we'll stop and get gelato. And right. it's all within walking right. distance. I think that's the goal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. For, for That everyone has. But during the daytime, you know, there's a ton of attorneys that work down there. Mm-hmm. We've got... The courthouse right now we still have the justice center and the expansion so, of the jail is coming how so, is that going to fit in yeah, well this? that is an entirely different podcast okay so we'll just start the, we'll, <laughs> you know what hold you on know, you know uh, what judge dozzy i think is a good person i, I was just fixing to say that is a conversation that i need to have with judge dozzy and i hope he's listening to this <laughs> um, but we but we have worked with the county i think we've reached a compromise mm-hmm. that everybody can live with a good deal is where no one's happy but no one's crying right i think we've reached that point yes i think we can move forward with our downtown okay and and i think the city is not done with programs i love programs i love programs where growth plays for growth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i love programs every time that we spend i look at everything as an investment so sometimes, yeah, we'll give a company a tax break, right? Or we'll build a road for a subdivision. But if if me if the city spending a million dollars to build this road means that they can put 50 houses on that road next year instead of 10 years, how much taxes and my property taxes is the city getting back? Well, usually it's a 10 to 1. So if I'm investing a million dollars for you and I'm getting $10 million back, then I think I'm being a good steward of your tax dollars. And let me tell you, in the environment that we're in, if you're not doing that as a city, you're going to fail pretty miserably. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what and downtown well, is a part of that. I want you and I just to I, you know keep everybody updated and posted on how things going. I am happy to see the progress. I mean, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see progress period in in downtown happy to see what you guys are doing especially with the infrastructure i'm happy to see what david is doing down there with all the businesses uh, you know that was coming the italian restaurant that's coming we need more of that you know all that and it looks like everybody is still trying to to um you know bring more things and do more things in downtown in the downtown area yes and and look all the other stuff has not hurt that a ton of people who never heard of Sherman or thought much about us, and now we're winning all of these awards. Mm-hmm. We have these huge com- businesses coming and these thousands of jobs, and now everyone's sort of excited because it's still reasonable to buy property and invest mm-hmm. in Sherman. Like, we're still a good place to put your money if you're betting on the future of Texas. Sure. And that has definitely helped downtown. The, you know, the, you know, the Italian restaurant that uh, we're getting down there, that's one of David's properties, Ash and Barrel, that's down there. Ash and Barrel, yeah. That's the kind of place that when yeah. people come to visit, mm-hmm. my friends from back home, mm-hmm. like, hey, I know a place that we can go. Yes, absolutely. Because you walk into that place, and boy, I'm proud that yes. that's in Sherman. You know, the Ash and Barrel, and I, I'm sorry, guys, I have to give a shout out to Ash and Barrel and to the Milieu Wine Bar. I mean, yeah. those two. Same thing. Ha- yeah. Sarah's done a great job with that. A- absolutely. Those have been just one of my yeah. favorite places to have to, to be able to go somewhere that's different. Just like if I was going down to McKinney, yeah. I have all these little spots to the, go to. The White Rabbit. The White Rabbit is another one. Yeah, yes, so there's, absolutely. There's three mm-hmm. really, really good new businesses that mm-hmm. are downtown. So it's already happening. It's happening. The, the ball is already rolling. It's sort of, 
it's sort of like a frog in the hot water, right? <laughs> I, right. Think, I think that's where we're at right now. People are saying, when is this happening? Well, it's, happen it's happening now. It's happening now. I think a lot of people just wanted to go, just move. What did you say? Bada bing, bada boom. Just yeah. like you talked about the lights. We can't put the lights on encores, pole, but we have to put lights up, so uh, poles up, so we can put those lights up. Yeah. And have just... you ever shopped for YouTube, <laughs> your light poles? Yes. Never. So, yeah. I mean, but but yeah. Sarah McRae had to be like, okay, well, this is what we got to do. Your tourism, but now you got to become an expert on light poles. Light post. God bless Sarah. You know. So let's talk about something you okay. brought this up in regards to the downtown area, and this is something that um, I've been wanting to ask. Now that I've been involved, what do you think, um, or how do you see art and culture contributing to a sustainable community? I mean, how no. do you feel about that? I think it's a it's a big part because it goes back to when you start driving up 75 mm -hmm. from the time that you hit, let's say, the George Bush toll mm -hmm. mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. the time that basically now you get to Anna and Melissa, mm -hmm. it's just copy paste, right? It looks the same. Mm -hmm. You live in Richardson or Plano. Mm -hmm. The only way you'd know is where do you send your check to, right? <laughs> gotcha. Who 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 do you pay for your water bill? Water bill. <laughs> and and what kind of you know what does it say on the side of the cop car? Because mm -hmm. it's all crammed together and it's all exactly like it's the North Texas Metroplex hum, hum, yeah. homogenous zone. Yeah. Um, Sherman is not a suburb of anywhere. Sherman is a city its own city it is not a suburb of dallas and it never will be mm -mm. and the thing that will help us retain our character as they grow towards us and as we grow towards them is the arts and culture of sherman mm -hmm. so i think it's really important to make a big distinction in how things look and the things we invest our money in that says that we're uniquely us mm -hmm. um and that's i think that's you know downtown uh on the on the corners there there's the one uh on the night building with the cows mm -hmm, the ranchers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now we've got this big mural over here mm -hmm. then we've got a federal courthouse mm -hmm. like we have a federal courthouse in sherman texas and and there's a mural back over there by mm -hmm. loopies like i love that because when people come here they see that and they're like okay this is a place who is proud of their city is proud of their culture i think it's a big part of it but but where does it come from or, or and, how or how does the how how can the city develop the arts and culture activities to to bring in more economic benefit to the community how do we work together with that we have several local artists here and several different things that are popping up how do we work together yeah, to no. bring that because it helps the economy. So how do we yeah. make that work? Well, I I think again, uh, I like programs. <laughs> gotcha. I love I love you a do? program. <laughs> I love a program because uh, you know without a program, all is anarchy. Mm -hmm. And if you say, "Hey, go find something that speaks to you and go paint it somewhere," <laughs> oh gosh, probably <laughs> I'm guessing somebody's going to put something that somebody else isn't going to like. All right. Okay. Um, so I love having programs. Okay. I love having competitions. I love, Ooh, competitions. I, I, I love designating <gasps> areas yes. and say, Hey, this is an area, yes. um, you know, like the area that we're sitting in now, mm -hmm. like the there was art everywhere you looked mm -hmm. at in that courtyard, mm -hmm. the people would have a reason to come here and want right. to be here. 
be more foot traffic. And when Amen. people pull in off of 56 in the downtown Sherman, yes, I want them to see, oh, there's mm-hmm. there's art. Okay. Oh, you know. We need to talk these, about that. Who are these podunk people think they're, <laughs> you know. We're artists. We, we need to talk about that more, and it'll be offline because I got to get you wrapped up here. But I would mm-hmm. like to know a little bit more, talk to you a little bit more on some ideas maybe brainstorm or something another that we can do something to bring more of that culture here. Once again, um, as I've said this before, Denison has done an excellent job and I know things are different between us and, and Denison, but I would like to see that um, come more or be more here where we can see it. When we walk downtown, we see a lot of, of me, artists. Let me just drop something. Oh my gosh. If, here we go. What if <laughs> we had a full-time murals program? Oh gosh. With a committee. Oh, with funding that's amazing why i mean let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about it okay it's a program it's a program it is (laughs) let's talk about that josh okay so this is my last question so we can wrap up um what are your ideas to encourage citizens engagement in the city well the first thing is um again facebook zuckerberg i'm coming up to you the first thing is be careful Sometimes when I see stuff posted on Facebook, it's the blind leading the blind and people mm-hmm. get upset about things that aren't true in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone to be upset. There, it, you have a bad feeling about something that's never going to happen, that no one's talking, no one's planning, no one's lining any pocket. I guarantee you. <laughs> um, but sort of take a, where do you, where do you want your city to be? Mm-hmm. What do you want your city to look like? There's people that I've talked to who are very upset. I moved here from McKinney 20 years ago and I moved here cause I wanted it to be a small town and now it's grown. And it's not a small town anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately a city has to grow or mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, go find a small town. who wants to stay a small town and mm-hmm. call 911 and see mm-hmm. how long it takes for someone to show up. <laughs> oh my gosh, Josh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's real. Mm-hmm. You might, you might not think it's real. Oh, no, but it's real. But, but when your spouse is clutching their mm. chest, laying on the living room floor, mm. you want them there. You want them there now. Mm-hmm. And you want them to know what they're doing when they get there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that costs money. And to pay for that, you got to grow. Mm-hmm. That's because, real. Because every year gets more expensive than the year before. That's mm-hmm. just life. So the one thing I think you can do to get involved is first off, think about what do you want your city to be? Okay. What do you want it to look like? Mm-hmm. And then start talking to your elected officials, get involved. If you're not involved, if you're not involved in one nonprofit, you're not involved Mm -hmm. in one thing for kids, you're not involved in any government, anything, you never take part in a survey or a poll. If you never do anything, then I'm sorry, your voice isn't going to be heard because you never exercise the right to make your voice heard. It's not a democracy if the majority of people don't vote, right? Absolutely. And don't forget, voting is coming up in November That's elections. Right. So so first thing, think about the city that you want to live in mm-hmm. and then find a way to get involved. It doesn't have to be torture. Something that if and if there Josh. isn't if there isn't something, if you're like, man, I, I want to get involved and my thing is X and that doesn't exist in this town, go start it. Call me, call Shell, we'll help you. But I, I think I think it's it's a good community is one where a lot of people are involved in that community 
because you care about something more if you put your blood, sweat, and tears into mm -hmm. it. I, I have to agree. This yep. city will be greater for it, and it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. um, well, <laughs> caveat. Yeah. But if, if there's something that you want to do and it doesn't exist in this city, there's not a group supporting it, then I think it's on you to start that group. Mm -hmm and get involved in your city. And then once you're involved in your city, all of a sudden you will start getting opinions. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have my club, the pickleball courts, the pickleball people, the pickleball people. <laughs> These are a group of people that started playing pickleball mm -hmm. and there wasn't enough places to play. And here we are. And they got active and they got involved. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they care a lot about what's going on in the parks mm -hmm. because the thing that they want happens in the parks. Mm -hmm and and tourism and everything mm -hmm. else and there's been a ton of people who have gotten a lot more active in their in their city yes. and in their community mm -hmm. because they got interested in pickleball mm -hmm. and i just think anything that that you have a passion to do if you get involved in it if you're contributing to your community you'll have buy-in and you'll care more and if you care more there's no way that the city is not going to be better for it again. i will say this josh just to piggyback off of that um, my son was the original person that brought up about arts, entertainment, and culture. He said there wasn't enough here. That's true. And I, I agree with him. He also said it couldn't be done because that we are, we have so much opposition, right? Yeah. All right. So I told him it could be done. Now, so his idea is a little slightly different, mm -hmm. but I took part of his idea to do what I'm doing, start at the podcast yeah. to figure, to get my footing, to see what, if it worked move into the entertainment with the open mic night and then moved into the arts and so here me and several others because i had to have a group of people to help me have been in this for at least two years open mic the open mic show that i do which is entertainment has been going for two years strong and the yeah. art gallery that i just opened up um, we started a year ago but it's officially open now so it can be done you just have to have the right mindset resources tool and people team i did not do this by myself i can give a shout out to a whole bunch of people that helped me one they believed in me two they trust me and three they wanted it just as bad as i did so it can be done with whatever that anybody's thinking about that they feel like there's a need here it, it can be done i agree with you um i just think that you have to have the mindset and the people to to help art the art community i really want to see grow here and that's why i was asking yeah and i feel like how do we get people to engage more on things that they want to see here in Sherman, Texas? And that's why I wanted to ask you that question. Yeah. And, and, and the art community or, you know, having murals up mm -hmm. or the pickleball, mm -hmm. the pickleballers, the <laughs> pickleball, <laughs> pickleball people, um, or, uh, youth sports, mm -hmm. uh, all of those things happen and all of those things can move forward because people cared enough to show up mm -hmm. to organize, to make yep. their voice heard. And if we want our city to be better, we need everybody to take ownership and take part. All right. Well, that's it guys. That's for, that's it from me and Josh and Josh. Thank you again for being back. I do appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be here. All right, guys. Once again, this is shell. You're rolling MC catch another episode on hitting the streets. <laughs>